Welcome to the Shift Gold Friday Gold Wrap, your overview of this week's precious metals news. It's Friday, November 15th. I'm your host, Mike Meharry. Thanks for tuning in. Well, the price of gold is steady through the end of this week after a big drop last week that continued into the early part of this one. On Monday, the yellow metal fell to its lowest price in more than three months. Gold dropped to close to $14.50 per ounce, but it's rebounded as the week has gone on, and it seems to have found some support between $14.60 and $14.70. Now, once again, the trade war has been the big story. Gold rallied midweek on news that there was still some roadblocks in getting a deal done with China. Gold is down slightly this morning because White House Economic Advisor Larry Kudlow said the United States is close to an interim trade pact with the Chinese. This is the so-called phase one trade deal. Now, I've talked ad nauseum about the trade war. I hit it really hard last week. I'm weary of this subject. So I'm just going to say that all of this market movement based on the trade war is silly, and we can just move on. Peter Schiff talked about the potential trade deal during his appearance on RT Boom Bust this week. So if you haven't gotten enough trade war stuff, I'll link to that in the show notes page, and you can check out what Peter had to say. Anyway, as of now, gold is on track for a small half a percent gain on the week, but there is still some data expected to come out today that could move markets one way or another. We're going to get the U.S. retail sales and industrial production data for October later on today. But hey, there is some other news besides the trade war this week, and it's worth digging into. So let's start with the American consumer. Dallas Fed President Robert Kaplan said, quote, the consumer is in pretty good shape. That's a great underpinning to the economy. And even though growth is sluggish, I don't expect a recession in 2020. So Kaplan thinks the consumer is going to rescue the economy. Well, Robert, the consumer is drowning in debt. Americans have been propping up this bubble economy, spending money they don't have for years now. And it looks like it may actually be starting to catch up. Consumer debt hit another record in September, but borrowing is slowing down a bit, and that's not a good sign for people like Kaplan, who expect the American consumer to keep spending money and keep the economy limping along. Total consumer debt grew by $9.5 billion in September to a new record of $4.15 trillion. Big numbers, but borrowing grew at the lowest rate in 15 months and came in much lower than analysts expected. Revolving debt, primarily made up of credit card balances, actually fell for the second month in a row. It was the first back-to-back months of declining credit card debt since 2012. Now keep in mind, even with a two-month decline, Americans still owe $1.08 trillion on their credit cards. So it's not like we're on pace for any kind of Dave Ramsey, I'm debt-free moment here. Still, when you're counting on spending to keep the economy running, a slowdown in credit card spending isn't really a good sign. Non-revolving credit, which includes student loans and auto loans, increased by 4.2%. I wrote an article this week that gets deeper into the student loan bubble. I'll link to that in the show notes page. That's one area of borrowing that doesn't appear to be slowing down at all. Anyway, Americans are up to their eyeballs in debt, but the borrowing pace appears to be slowing. You can look at that as good news or bad news. I mean, generally, I think people paying down debt is a good thing. But it may well be that Americans have just maxed out the plastic and they can't spend anymore. Regardless, less borrowing almost certainly means less spending, and less spending, well, Kaplan might have to rethink his optimism about the economy. You know who isn't optimistic? Jerome Powell. 
the Fed chair went to Capitol Hill to talk to Congress, and he ended up lecturing the Congress critters about the surging national debt. I found this pretty amusing because basically, it's like a drug dealer telling his junkie client he needs to get off those damn drugs. Anyway, Powell is worried. During testimony before Congress, Powell called the federal debt unsustainable. He said, quote, over time, this outlook could restrain fiscal policymakers' willingness or ability to support economic activity during a downturn. Don't you love Fed speak? Okay, what he's really getting at here? Powell is concerned that with federal spending already through the roof, Congress may not be willing or able to bring a bunch of economic stimulus to the table when the recession hits. You see, the problem is the economy is already getting a bunch of economic stimulus in the form of government spending. A couple of weeks ago, I told you about last year's near-trillion-dollar deficit. Well, based on the first month of fiscal 2020, we're already on pace to go over a trillion-dollar deficit in this budget year. The budget shortfall last month was 34% higher than October 2018. Keep in mind, we've only seen trillion-dollar deficits four times, all in the wake of the Great Recession. So the stimulus is already in place while the economy is supposedly great. Now, Powell may not say this out loud, but he knows this is a big problem. He also knows that the central bank's inability to normalize interest rates after the Great Recession leaves very little ammunition in its own arsenal to juice the economy again if it crashes. He said so during his testimony. Quote, nonetheless, the current low interest rate environment may limit the ability of monetary policy to support the economy. The plan during a recession is to drop interest rates, right? but we're already close to zero. See, the dirty little secret is the Fed is already engaged in extraordinary monetary policy. What's the central bank going to do when the bubble pops? Super duper extraordinary monetary policy? Will it have to go straight to quantitative easing? Oh wait, we're already doing that too. Of course, we don't call it QE, but the Fed is already doing QE. The reality of the situation is that the Fed is in a really bad spot. So Jay Powell trotted up to Capitol Hill to deflect and put the onus on Congress. Them old boys need to cut the spending. The irony here is just way too much given that the Fed's low interest rate policies and debt monetization make government spending possible. The whole reason the Fed is buying Treasury bonds in this not QE program is to allow the spending and borrowing to continue without pushing up interest rates. Like I said, this is basically the drug dealer lecturing the junkie about his habit. Peter summed it up perfectly in a tweet. He said, Powell pretends that the trend of falling interest rates despite rising government deficits has nothing to do with Fed policy. It's entirely due to Fed policy. And because an accommodative Fed has enabled the debt to grow so large, the Fed owns the coming debt and dollar crisis. The inflation data for October came out this week. It made for some strange headlines. Here's one for you. Gold prices near daily highs, despite better than expected inflation in October. Inflation is up, and that's better than expected? What kind of topsy-turvy world are we living in? Think about this for a moment. The headline writer is telling you that having to spend about 2% more on your health care, recreation, vehicles, rent, all the stuff you have to buy, this is good for you. Well, hey, let's go celebrate. You can buy me a beer. Oh, by the way, it's going to cost you a little bit more. Congrats on that. Of course, the reason the mainstream considers this to be good news is because the Federal Reserve intentionally tries to maintain this mythical 2% inflation rate. Yes, the central bankers think it's important for your spending power to decrease every single year. The other odd part of this headline is the presumption that gold should fall 
due to higher inflation. Now, in the world of mainstream punditry, I guess I get it. It's because the modern investment analyst doesn't think the Fed will cut rates anymore if inflation heats up. Heck, it may even raise interest rates, and that's generally bearish for precious metals. But there are a couple of things wrong with this conventional wisdom. In the first place, while higher CPI data may slow the Fed's role on rate cuts, Fed Chair Jerome Powell has already indicated he has no intention of raising rates, even if inflation heats up. He said that it would take a really significant and persistent move up in inflation before the central bank considers rate hikes. Basically, Powell conceded that the Fed isn't going to be vigilant about inflation. Basically, inflation is going to be a thing, and the central bank is pretty okay with that. And if there is inflation, well, that's good for gold. Gold is an inflation hedge, right? That's what it's for. You think there's going to be more inflation? You buy gold to shield your wealth from a devaluing dollar. Well, not in the weird mainstream world. Nope. When you see inflation, you sell your gold and you buy the inflated currency. Let's be blunt here. This is dumb. Because inflation, by definition, is the currency losing value. So if the currency is losing purchasing power, why would you want to buy more of it? You don't. You want gold. Don't get caught up in the punditry. Inflation is not a bad omen for gold. If there's going to be inflation, you need gold and silver too. One last observation before I wrap up this show. As you know, gold has slipped quite a bit over the last several weeks. Well, that seems to have really put a damper on interest in precious metals. I can tell from the numbers on this show and on the articles over at shiftgold.com. They're way down. People have kind of just tuned out. Well, with prices lower, I think this is when people should be tuning in. You don't want to buy gold when the price is pushing up. You want to buy gold when it's on sale. And that's right now. Call a Shift Gold Precious Metal Specialist today at 1-888-GOLD-160. They can give you a lot more detailed info on what's going on in the markets right now. Well, that is a gold wrap for this week. You can get more details on all of these stories and more. And keep up with the latest precious metals news and analysis throughout the week over at shiftgold.com news. If you haven't done it already, you can subscribe to the Friday Gold Wrap over at iTunes or on the Shift Gold YouTube channel. You'll find links over on the show notes page as well as links to the articles that I mentioned during the show. If you're listening on YouTube, you're always welcome to share your thoughts on the week's gold news in the comment section. Always love to hear from you folks. I hope you have a really great weekend and a good week ahead. And as always, thanks for listening.